This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. It is show number 43, and we're in beautiful February. I can't believe it's my birthday month. Woo! Yay! Yeah, I'm the uh, Bowtie Guy. I'm the biker chick. And we have a special guest in here. You guys have heard about uh, Listener Bev from California. And guess who's on the show today, Christina? Listener Bev? From California. California. Say hi to the people. Hi, everybody. I'm Bev. From? From California. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Bev is my uh, my beautiful wife, and uh, we love her so. And we have finally convinced her after 42 shows to be on show yes. number 43. Yes. So it's really fun and exciting to have uh, a guest this week. So um, our word of the week this week, I know you were worried that I wouldn't get to that, is grimace. And you guys can't see, but Christina's been making faces at me the ever since I told morning, her. The morning. Yeah. Afternoon. Whatever what, it is. All day long. Ever since I found out our word was going to be grimace. And do you know what a grimace is? It's the purple guy. It is the purple guy from McDonald's. Outside of that, it is an ugly, twisted expression on a person's face. Not the one I normally wear. Yeah. Typically, though, for expressing disgust. Okay, it might be the one I typically wear. Or pain. Or that. Yeah. I grimace a lot. I do uh, sometimes. I get these, like, just immediate headaches that come and go, and they make me grimace. Oh. Yeah. That's no fun. Not much at all. If... If you get, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're working on microphones. We need an extra <laughs> microphone in the house, uh, but uh, it's pretty funny. We need to record these on video sometime. It'll be a hoot. Yeah. Because Spe- I, I like to look at Paul when I'm talking, and the way the microphone is today, I'm looking away from him, oh. which is really counter-cultural, counter, not right word. Counterproductive, counter, counter-weirder. Counter Counter-something. Yeah. So it's really weird talking away from Paul, that's all. So, um... We have coming up an anniversary uh, in <gasps> April. We do. Our one-year show. And what I would like for people to do is think back, go back and re-listen to shows. We want to know your favorite moments and episodes and thoughts and whatever. Send in your favorites from the show because what we're going to try to do is put together a best-of show for our anniversary and just kind of look back at all of the wonder that's been happening in this year of podcasting. Yes. So please, please let us know what your favorite moments were. Yeah, and you can send them to our interns. Uh, the interns always check the email at info at messituppodcast.com. Now, if you want to give me a little something, something, a little, speak- little secret, it is bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And if you want to send it to me, it's bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. That's so fancy. You're so fancy. So, why are we here? What are we doing? What's our stuff? I'm excited. What are we going to talk about with Bevy? Well, there's lots of things that we could talk about and lots of things that we should talk about, but there's only a few things that we will talk about because of our limited time. Now, you people couldn't see what happened, but I just changed sides of the table, so now we can look at each other. He's so smart. It's so funny because I I, I wanted them to keep talking so that it would be uh, less distracting, which it probably wasn't, but I'm giving the whole, you know, waving my hand thing, and then it just stops and... um, we're still, even 43 shows in, we're not necessarily as professional as other people are, but we are equally as awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. If not more so. We're the awesomest. We are. So um, 
we like to have fun on here, and uh, Christina and I were uh, meeting today and talking about different things that we want to look at for the uh, the next few months in the show coming into the year anniversary. And one of the things that we really want to do is participate more with you, the the listeners. Yes. We want to know what's going on in your lives, and get involved in conversation on social media. So we are on Instagram. Uh, if you look for Mess It Up Podcast on Instagram, you'll find us. We post pictures and, and things. So we want to see your pictures. We want to see what you look like. We know you're out there listening, but we don't know what a lot of you look like. Uh, we're also on Twitter. And uh, we're on... The Facebooks. The Facebooks as well. Yeah. Are we on any other social things yet? No, we're not. I don't believe that we are. But um, get involved on those. Follow us on those different things. We've got something special for people who want to follow us on the Facebooks. We do. So if you are somebody who has already liked our Facebook page, we just need you to comment this week. If you comment any time of this week and you already are a follower of our page, you will get entered in for a $5 Starbucks card. If you have not liked our page, but absolutely are going to, Woo! anybody who follows or who likes our page this week will also be entered to win. Yes. Now, when you do the comment, I've had this happen with people and people are like, oh, I'm commenting on Facebook. If you comment on your page, that's cool, but we need to be able to know that you do it. So if you use a hashtag like mess it up podcast, yes. we could follow it. But the easiest way is to comment on our Facebook page, the mess it up Facebook page. Yes. Um, and then put a comment there and then we can definitely see it, but we love both. We want the conversation to go and, and talk about the things that happen on the show that you like, that you don't like. Um, let's make it a conversation. Let's make it a, a, a relationship here because we're here not just to mess things up, but we're here to be messed up with you and together and be a family. Yeah. 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 Made her think. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I think we covered most of the, the, the housekeeping and busy I think work. So. Yeah. I think so. So we're good. So did you have something, um, you and Bev were having coffee today and you were talking about something and I didn't get to hear about it, but Bev said it was really cool. And I was wondering if maybe you could share that thought with us. Oh, it was just a simple thought that is very profound and I'm still processing through it. Okay. So on Thursday nights, I have a ladies Bible study and we are doing a study on the book of Job. Everybody loves Job, right? Oh man. One of the most confusing interesting books of the Bible, in my opinion. And misunderstood, mis misrepresented by people, I think. Absolutely. And so there's a million different ways the book can be categorized. You know, wisdom literature is one uh, category it normally goes into. Um, but we are studying this and it's done by Lisa Harper, I think, is who the lady who does the videos and does the the teaching okay. of it. And while we were watching her video last week, week before, something like that, at some point, she talked about pain being a promotion. And so we often look at pain as what have we done wrong? What, why are we going through this? What, you know, what is the reasoning behind this pain? She said, if you look at the book of Job, it was actually a promotion. God chose Job of all people because of his you know, belief in him because of the character of Job. And so if we can start to look at pain as a promotion, as something that God kind of trusts us with that, that is going to shape us, then you can look at life from a different perspective. You can have a little more hopeful, um, perspective on it. 
Sure. Now, one thing that I look at when I see, and then this is where I think people get in trouble with Job is, and that idea of pain of God's doing this to me. If I suffer pain, that this is God doing this to me, which I don't cotton to because we have free will and I can go and just jack somebody's life up big time. And that's not God saying, Hey Paul, I have an idea. Why don't you go into your neighbor's house and light a fire? That's, that's not of God. No. So all pain is not of God, but God can use that to grow us. And we are guaranteed that we won't have anything that he can't help us through. Right. And I think pain is not of God at all. Pain is allowed by God for certain purposes but he is not the creator and originator of pain. That comes from the fall. Yay? Nay? What is... You, God's a... You know, I, I always... I, I look at things and I, I, I agree with that, but then I think, okay, God created everything. Did he create it? Did he not create it? How could it... Oh, you're going deep. You're going yeah. deep. over a waterfall into the very bottom of that pit. Yes, you? yes, yeah. Can yeah. I just uh, jump in Yeah, here? Absolutely. I, yeah, I don't know that I want to go that deep with that concept because usually when I do that, it causes me to come out with more questions than I started going in with. Mm -hmm. But um, I have been caught in some flawed thinking for the probably the majority of my life. And it just occurred to me in the last few weeks that, it, and it wasn't a profound like, ah, moment or anything like that. <clears throat> but it occurred to me that, I could ask God for wisdom mm -hmm. and I could ask God for more faith and it could ask God to show me where is that flawed thinking taking me. And, um, so I, the flawed thinking was wrapped around this thought that, um, when, and I've done so many things to try to avoid uncomfortable, damaging, um, sad, uh, painful moments in my life and forgetting that or, or thinking that those were the result of either sin in my life, um, that maybe God really was uh, letting me get my comeuppance, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe God was punishing me. Um, maybe I deserved what, what I had brought about. Um, and what God showed me was that um, exactly what we were talking about at coffee today, that it doesn't mean that. Uh, it doesn't mean that, that any of that is true. What it means is it's a love letter from God. It's God saying to me, I trust you. Um, this particular struggle that you're going through, I will be with you all the way through it. I will not leave your side. And, um, I don't know. I just have a new understanding that that is true, that that is true. Now, when you say that you've spent this time trying to avoid pain, does that mean you're trying to avoid thinking about and experiencing or, or contemplating the pain that's already happened? Or you're trying like, oh, I see pain coming, so I'm going to run and just bury myself in something else so I don't ever have to deal with anything heavy? I think both. I think both. Um, and unfortunately, I have this habit of writing the story out for myself and not waiting for the details to come to me. And so sometimes what I did was I lacked faith in God walking with me. So I tried to figure out how am I going to solve this problem by myself? And, um, and then the other is also true that I've stuck my head in the sand and just denied 
that it was there. Right. And when I get into that, how am I going to solve this? I answer the question, I can't. And so then that's where I get defeated and, you know, want to give up and turtle up and just quit. And that's, that's, that's a, a, a direct line to defeat in my life is to get me to believe that I need to do, the, I need to be the one doing it and then reminding myself that I can't do it. So I miss that whole part in the steps where it's like, okay, there's a problem. It's, I, it's beyond my control. I need God's help. I'm good with, I need God's help. I'm not as good with, I can't do it alone. Uh, that's the, I, I got to just keep reminding myself of that one. Mm-hmm. Is that control? Uh, you know, I don't know if I would say that, uh, since you did, I would probably pick a different word on my own, uh, than control. I think maybe it's more like being in charge perhaps, but not control. Perhaps. Yeah. I was was trying to think of the word and I cannot think of it because you know me. Grimace. Yeah. I've got that word for today, but where, because you've done something wrong, Something bad is going to happen. Self-fulfilling prophecy? No, it starts with an R. It's re- retribution. Something. Retribution. The concept of retribution. Mm. And a lot of people mistake mm-hmm. Job mm-hmm. Yes. for that. Yes. yes. And that was what I was trying to think of, you know, because a lot of people believe in that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the Proverbs are talk of retribution. You know, if you do folly, then bad things are going to happen or such and such. And so Job's being this entire different classification of what suffering and what pain looks like. And so I think it's a, it's a whole perspective change, kind of what you're going through now mm-hmm. to read Job and to look at it from a different biblical standpoint than what we're used to. Well, and the thing I think that's interesting with Job is, you know, when he talks about it, he says, consider my servant, mm-hmm. Job. You know, Job is already on board with God before all this happens. Right. He is a servant of God. And I always, I would love for God to be able to say, consider my servant, Paul, you know, not like, oh, there's that dude, would that you, guy over there. Now, would you like him to say that and then trust that you would stand in faith the way that Job did and have to go through mm-hmm. potentially the wow. things that Job has gone through? I look at, as I think a lot of people do, my life in comparison to Job. And when he talks about, the thing I always had a huge problem with is like, he lost all this and it was given back to him. It was even better than before. I lost my family. I lost my friends and they are back and it is even better than before. Now, I can't imagine a child dying and then another child is not going to replace, you know, that. But... I don't want to have to test my faith that hard, but I believe that because of the tests that I have gone through and the trials that I've gone through, I'm not going to say tests that I've gone through, the trials that God has pulled me through. I believe that God is all sufficient and can get even the likes of me through even the likes of what I have uh, encountered and brought about through my own goofiness. Well, you know, and when we talk about this, you just automatically just jump on to something else, another lesson you've learned. But when you talked about the word restore, I don't know if you actually use the word restore, but when God restores our life, um, it is the one thing. It is not improved. It is in every way better than the original. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just the way he works. And um, I, I was reminded of that when you were talking about that. 
he is so good about that. Yeah, and it makes me just want to keep on saying thank you, which brings me to our song of the week, which is a song by Corey Asbury called Endless Alleluia. Now, we're going to play this song for you, but before we do the song, I just want to give you a little something to think about. A lot of people say they really like the podcast, and we love hearing from you, and it's great to hear that. If you want to support the podcast and help to make it uh, go on, we're going to be giving some opportunities in the future here for you to give to the podcast and just support us so that we can keep on making these shows and doing this kind of stuff and expand our ministry. So we'll have information about that in the weeks to come, but I just wanted to kind of let you know that that will be coming. And if that's something that you're interested in, we've got ways for that to happen coming very soon. But right now, this is Endless Alleluia by Corey Asbury. In the moments where you go and notice In the ordinary day to day Countless miracles of life around us Point like arrows to your name Let our voices rise All creation cries That song I heard the first time when I started listening to the Reckless Love song by Corey Asbury this last summer, and I just wanted to look at the rest of the album. I really love how this song is a complete arc. The beginning of the song starts, it says, in the morning when I rise to meet you, and then when you go to the very last verse, it says, in the evening when I lay down my head, when I close my eyes, you're still the only one I want to cling to. You're the last thought on my mind. And just all day long, Jesus, just that it doesn't end. It's the the Tootsie Pop, you know, that goes forever. It's just, I mean, it's there. And there's so many things in the song, but the part that grabs me when I just looking at the lyrics is at the end when he repeats, there's nothing better. There's nothing better than nothing better than this right now. And sometimes it's hard for me to agree with that because sometimes now feels like it sucks and sometimes now hurts but if i take now minus god that's what sucks so even in the suckness of the now that plus god makes it better than than without god it's more better. It's more better. Yeah. Here was my thought. Um, I, whenever a song brings up that creation cries out, I know the Bible speaks about that several times. 
it makes me wonder if to God that that doesn't feel somehow hollow, that he gets praises from the mountaintops and the snowflake and the beautiful ocean because we're not doing our job, because I'm not doing my job of, of praising him. Yeah, the resounding silence of humanity has yes. got to be just amazing. Yes. And and I know that um, our children love us, but unless sometimes they say, I love you, you're, you're waiting. You're just like the quietness of the, the space between you and your child is just like, they're looking at you like they love you, but until you hear the words, you just don't have that. Uh, well, and not even until I hear the words, but because I hear the words, it makes it that much mm-hmm. better. I mean, the other day I was going along and my day was going just fine. And then I get a call from one of our kids and they're like, hey, would you use one of those Alexa things? I was like, ah, oh, you know, it might be fun. Okay, good, because I just sent you one. And uh, a smart plug so you can, you know, have Alexa turn things on and off. And I was like, oh, you are just too kind to me. And then later on, a couple days later, she's like, hey, um, bought Girl Scout cookies. They'll be coming to your house. Cookies for days. I'm like, wow, it's so nice to be just to know that I'm loved. And when my grandsons come and they just soak into me, it's just, there's nothing like it. Well, here's the thing. I, I think that... Um we miss our purpose. I mean, we, we read in Rick Warren's book that the purpose in the purpose driven life, that our purpose is to praise and glorify God. Mm-hmm. And so that means we may have, I may have missed the whole point of even being here. If I'm not remembering to do that, I kind of got lost in your suckiness conversation, but I, I think if I can interpret what you were saying, you were talking about sometimes in the, the here and now, we're not always aware of of God's presence in our life or, or if that, am I understanding what you were saying? Well, he says, you know, that in the, the song, it says there's nothing better than this right now. And, and sometimes there are, you know, I feel like there are better things. You know, I'm happier when I'm with my family than when I'm not. I'm happier when I'm with a plate of donuts than when I'm not, you know, but when I add God to it, it just, it makes it so this is like the best that it can be right now because I've got God in it. And if I took God out, then I would really feel that pain. Well, bringing that full circle to what Christina and I were talking about a little bit earlier about the, you know, pain of being a promotion, um, I told you that that I struggle with keeping my head in the sand and denying that something is difficult. And I think what oftentimes what I do is, and what I have done, is in order to, I feel like God maybe sometimes permits these things to happen in my life because he knows that I will be a weak testimony for him if he doesn't allow me to struggle sometimes. In other words, I know that I forget to praise him in the middle of a storm. Mm. Absolutely. That's and a different so, song, but yes. So sometimes <laughs> sometimes he will let me go through that because he knows that I desperately need him in the middle of that. And so when Corey Asbury is talking about that, um, I need you every second of every day. I sometimes forget that. 
Yeah, it, it, it's, for me, it's very easy to forget those things because I get so, like I said, I get wrapped up in me doing it and like, okay, um, I know that I want to do it this way. Like you said, control. And you said it in partial jest, but there's also like a cliche. There's some evidence to start that out that says, yeah, Paul might have a little bit of control issues. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely. I just love that idea of the endless hallelujah, though. It's like, like I, I just have this breath. There's a concept in uh, instrumental music with uh, with like brass and woodwinds of circular breathing, so you can right. like just keep on going keep with going. the note. Yeah. yeah. And to be able to do that forever and not slow down with the hallelujah, it's just uh, amazing. So. I love that. And this whole album is just tremendous. It is. I am a big fan of his. I haven't listened to this song probably more than once. I probably heard it once because I did go through the whole album one time when I brought it in. Yeah. Yeah. um, Going back to the song for one more moment, uh, the paragraph that talks about only a moment to live this life, like shooting stars burning up the night. It truly is uh, a blink of an eye. I mean, we are here for such a short time. And sometimes when I'm going through hard stuff, I feel like the hours get long. Mm. 60 seconds seems like a long time for a minute to go by. But then when things are going great, it's just a blink of an eye and we're through it. And and it it says join with heaven's song. And I think about the fact of like, if I'm celebrating something by myself, I'll be like, yeah, and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a a stadium full of people celebrating something, as long as they're celebrating, I'm celebrating. We're just making noise and we're joining in with heaven's already doing this. We're just joining in. It's not difficult. It's fun. It's energizing. And that's what makes it endless. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I like the point you made just because of kind of where I'm at in the season that I'm at right now of how long some days feel when things aren't going as good as I would like them to go, right? But those days where I'm having a blast and things are great, gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's nighttime already. Where did where did today go? Yeah. And you know, as we get older, our days get faster, right? Sure. Isn't that something they say? So when we're younger, it seems like we've got all day long. Okay. And as we get older, it's kind of like time just flies by. And it's faster and faster than it ever was. And if we stop and think about how short a day actually is in the life of God, where time doesn't pass, it just exists. And the difference there, it's nothing. Right. It, uh, I think about having children. And they say, oh, this will go by so fast. And I remember, you know, when I'm up at night and my baby's crying, I'm like, okay, I know at some point I will miss this. But right now, I just want you to stop crying so I can get some sleep. And now, you know, that same child that kept me awake is, you know. Having a child? Weeks away from having a baby. Right. And, and I'm thinking it does. It just, it goes by. And the next thing you know, you're, you're so far down the line. The, the time right now doesn't go by quickly. The time in the mirror is so fleeting. I'm still having a hard time with that line, though. Why is there nothing better than right now? Because now I'm singing with God. 
Okay, so in the moment that we're singing with God, there's nothing better in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. When I join into that, yeah. In that chorus. Yeah, when I join into heaven's song, there's nothing better than that. Okay, right that makes there. sense. I was missing that whole concept yeah. for a minute. I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. That's my, my read on it anyway. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. So, um, I... <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was what a, we call where a low. Are we going yeah. Now? Um and and we're 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 running low on time, but Bev, you had a couple of things that you wanted to talk about. Well, I don't know how this ties in. Doesn't have to. to no, the, it's the a mess. It. Let's just mess it up. I think I said that there were a couple of things that the Lord has been showing me recently, and the mm-hmm. second one is that um that I don't have to see the working of God or have evidence of him working to know that he is working and that he's there. And, um, and that brings in that whole, um, step of faith, having faith. And I don't think that I'm, uh, I don't think when people think of me or when I think of myself, I think of a person that has just, is known for my faith. I think that I probably spend a lot of times not trusting. I think, and maybe it's just, yeah, well, that's I think how Paul I knew and you. I disagree. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah, you know, that that was you, the thing I knew about you before I knew you was your faith. Because I feel like that that is a real battle in my mind to really know that I know that I know that my God is going to come through for me. And I can see that where I will do the right things, but you know, the fake it till you make it syndrome. Mm, yes. Is it fake it till you make it, or are you faithing it? Ah, till you make it. Faith it till you make it. I like that. <laughs> no, no, faith it till you make it. Faith it and it may fit. <laughs> <laughs> nice way to mess that up. Well, well, you know, that's what we're here so for. So anyway, I, I it's just that is a, a new uh, it's new territory for me to try to maybe convince myself and to really believe that just because I don't see God, he's still working. And we talked a little bit about time. I think it is that God's working from the, it's already done back toward me mm. versus me living in the, gosh, are we ever going to get there? Yeah. We live you in know? the tweens uh, yes. for God. Yes. I, um, uh, Christine is grimacing. Uh, a tween is in uh, computer animation. You put a point in at one time frame, and then you put a point in down the line, and then the computer does the stuff in between, and they call that the tweens. What's funny is I agreed to that, and I didn't even know that. Well, you know? and here's that the thing: meaning that in betweens. What you know? your comment and and uh, Christine and I's disagreement with your summation of your life is it reflects that idea that those self-fulfilling prophecies, those self-limiting philosophies of I'm not good enough. And the way that people perceive us is a lot different sometimes in the way I perceive myself and my importance to somebody else. I'm super necessary to someone and I might not know Mm -hmm. who it is, but Mm -hmm. someone needs me Mm -hmm. super bad. Just like I need somebody super bad. And sometimes I just, I will buy into the lie that gets whispered into my ear constantly. You're not good enough. You don't matter yes. enough. You're, what you're doing doesn't count. If, if I ask a person to be on the Mess It Up podcast, oh, my story's not good enough. Right. That's, that's like the knee jerk reaction for mm-hmm. people like, oh, no, right. not me. It's somebody else. We need, you know, mine's not, I, I haven't had anything that bad happen in my life. Well, and that's what, you know, when I look back at y'all's story, 
I can't imagine you walking through that without such a faith inside mm-hmm. of you. Well. That it just, it's there. Absolutely. And, well, thank you. And maybe maybe it's not a conscious thing for you because it's so deeply ingrained in you that I think that sometimes how other people see us is so different than when we see ourselves. We were talking at the beginning of coffee how there's been a big change in me mm-hmm. ever since I got on medication for yes. bipolar. And I said, it's funny because I don't see what everybody else sees. And I think that is the same way that it is with faith in you. We see such a different, mm. beautiful, profound depth of faith in you, and you just don't see it because you're in it. You know, thank you for that. Uh, I, I think that I, I'm learning to recognize how the enemy attacks me. And typically, the way that uh, I get brought down or I'm tempted to be brought down is by thinking exactly that. I'm not fill in the blank enough, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm less than, but I do, do, do know that a whole lot of foundation of my faith was established in my life because of my parents Mm -hmm. and because of my godly parents. And I can remember when I came to that question of faith that, and this didn't come until not too many years back, uh, when I said, did I really, in, in accepting the Lord into my life when I was six years old, did I want to be like Jesus or did I want to be like my parents? And I think at that moment, I really wanted to be like my parents, not really understanding that my parents were examples of Christ to me. So either way, it worked, you know. So I have that wonderful foundation and it made the walk easier because I can look at somebody who had done it before me and still do um, set that example. So Yeah. Now you all simmer on that for a while. Yeah. Because that's going to take me some time. Yeah. You know what we're going to let him do? What? We're going to let him simmer on it for about a week. All right. Because we are out of time. Out. It's crazy. Uh, people do want to know how to get a hold of us. Okay. If I were, Yeah. If, if I were going to try to get a hold of you, Christina, what would be a great way to do it? Well, one big way is via Facebook, <gasps> our Facebook page. Oh my goodness. Another good way is you can email me at bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. If you want to get a hold of me, bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Now, Bev, tell them how they can get a hold of the interns. <laughs> that would be info at messituppodcast.com. That is so outstanding. She had no idea I was going to do that to her. None. She's she just that in. good. I yes. learned after yeah. and almost then 25 years. We're also on uh, Twitter. You can look for Mess It Up Podcast. Please. And we're on the uh, the Instagrams, also Mess It Up Podcast. Yeah. We try to make it easy for you. We, hopefully, I submitted us to uh, um, Spotify. So we should be on Spotify. Uh, check it out. I'm not on Spotify, so if someone can let me know, that would be outstanding. Uh, if you would let me know that we're on Spotify. So, you know, hit that up. We're on uh, iTunes. We're on uh, SoundCloud. You can also go to messituppodcast.com and just look for the show. We try to be everywhere. Uh, some thoughts, listen back to old shows, send us in your favorites so we can put it together. And we're just going to keep on messing it up. If you've got a story that we need to hear, we can't hear it unless you tell it. So send it to the interns. They'll pass it on to us because they're just that good. And we will see you again next week when we mess it up.
Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs>